Let me tell you um, about our sponsor this half hour. It's American Giant. American Giant is, you know, they're they're taking this ad out to thank you for doing business with them last fall. Um, I told them about you. I, you know, I brought the uh, company founder in, um, Bayard Winthrop, and and had a conversation with him and did a podcast because I thought he was just an amazing guy and his company was really amazing. Um, because he was really ringing the bell on manufacturing here in America. He makes everything, everything, every bit of uh, fabric, thread, you know, the buttons, the zippers, everything is made here in America. That is really hard to do. But he's also just trying to get other companies to do the same because we have to bring manufacturing back. America-Giant, they want to thank you for... um, for frequenting them and going out and buying stuff last fall. If you're looking for really great stuff that is not just uh, good clothing, but but also uh, means something, it's all American, American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. sick twisted freak uh we got a couple of things going on today that maybe we should talk about hey more documents found at joe biden's place no you gotta be kidding me and now the cdc is saying you know there might might be some harmful things that are happening as side effects with the vaccine well you should still go get the vaccine really Uh uh-huh we'll give you that Oh, and Martin Luther King Day is today. We just have a quick stop there in 60 seconds. So who do you think was the worst mass murderer, the worst villain in history? Hitler, Stalin, Genghis Khan? Probably Mao. That would get my vote. Uh, You know, they've just killed, I don't know, about 100 million people in China. But China's the new model. Anyway, um... There are many villains throughout history, even in America. The question is, what do we do when the next bad guy comes along? We just sit there. How do we recognize them? Are we just uh, busy eating the bugs? Where does it all end? This is why you need to know history. We need to educate ourselves on what villains look like and how they started out. Our children uh, need to know this. Everybody needs to know this. We as people, can we spot these villains before they get anywhere close to holding real power or influence? This is where the Tuttle Twins comes in. Their new book, The Guide to Modern Villains, shows how 22 modern village uh, villains, people like Mao, rose to power. To celebrate the launch of the book, the Tuttle Twins have their entire guidebook series on sale. This important series, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get these books now on sale this week. 
TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the books that will teach your kids important lessons. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Well, it was good to see the president out celebrating Martin Luther King Day. I don't know how I feel about all of this because I'm not sure if it's politically correct to like him, except on Martin Luther King Day. You know, are, are other days acceptable? I'm not sure because he said you should judge people by the content of your character, and now everybody's saying, Martin Luther King was wrong. So I I don't. Do I drive on his street, his boulevard today, or not? I don't know. They seemingly, typically, don't say Martin Luther King was wrong. They say the things Martin Luther King said. They'll say content of the character, color of the skin, not the color of the skin. Um, They'll say that idea is wrong, but they, they typically will just stand by and act as if he didn't say those things. Like they'll still they well, like can, they like if, having the brand name right. Martin Luther if King. If you act like he didn't say these things and you put other things around him, eventually everybody will think he didn't say those things. Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't really work for Joe Biden because he's been saying a lot of things for a long time that are absolutely not true. Here he's talking um, uh, at church yesterday about two political heroes that he had. His entire life inspired by the preacher was one of my only political heroes i've been saying and andy's heard me say it for years i've two political heroes my entire life when i started off as a 22 year old kid in the east side in the civil rights movement and got elected to the united states senate when i was 29 i wasn't old enough to take office and i had two heroes got it bobby kennedy I admired John Kennedy, but I could never picture him at my kitchen table. But I could Bobby. And no malarkey, Dr. King. And no malarkey. Dr. King. Dr. King. Okay. He's 22, and that's one of I his heroes was, was Dr. King. No malarkey. So malarkey was not the hero. Was not. The, I don't no. know who malarkey was. He was not the hero. Uh, it right. Was it was King. Martin Luther King. Then... He talks about how Martin Luther King so influenced his life that, uh, I mean, he kept fighting apartheid, South Africa. He was there on the front lines. Listen. Andy and I took on apartheid in South Africa and a whole lot else. They didn't want to see him coming. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't want to see him coming. But they didn't want, and he knows because Andy was there and he was there. And Andy will tell you the truth. Now, there's something else about his uh, childhood that that you probably don't know that you should. I mean, he's a practicing Catholic, and he'd go to church every morning. However, he went above and beyond. Listen to this. Here he is. And let's lay one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. We used to go to 730 Mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. Not a joke. Andy knows this. Not a joke. Not a joke. He would go to church and then he'd go to a black church. That's pretty amazing. And then in the middle of his Martin Luther King speech, he saw a little girl in the front and uh, just had to stop. It wasn't awkward or anything, but. uh, So many young people are going to do so much more than we were able to do. What's your name, honey? Mm -hmm, Honey. It's good to see you. Maybe I can have a picture with you before I leave, okay? 
Oh. Is that all right? Oh, that's really creepy. Thank you. But then he was right back into the speech, and I think this really says it all. Hearing these words, and I quote, it took just one generation from segregation to the Supreme Court of the United States, end of quote. Those are the words of Katanji Drown Jackson, our Supreme Court Justice. Mm -hmm. Took just one generation from segregation to Supreme Court. You're right. It took only one generation to get there, to get there. That is great. Who was she? Because she's our first black Supreme Court Justice, right? No. 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 Who was her? Who was our first? Well, there's. I mean, there's another one currently on the on the Supreme Court. We oh, could so start wait a there. <laughs> so he was on the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. but he was our first. That was back in the '80s. No, no, he's not. No, no. you look at because I'm yeah. pretty sure it had to be Clarence Thomas was no, the first. Was, no, no, you just you, you got to look it up because, and I don't really think we count Clarence Thomas uh, as uh, as a black person. You know. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure we'd have to say the first one was Kajanji Brown Jackson. Who? What? You mean Kajanji yes. Down Glacklin? Right. Oh, that lady. That guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lady. Okay. Mm-hmm. So who was the first? Uh, I mean, Thurgood Marshall. Third, th- Thurgood Marshall. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's an old timey name. When, when was Thurgood Marshall on the uh, Supreme Court? Uh, it had to be a generation after the Supreme Court. I mean, after the Civil Rights Movement, right? Because it was just one generation from the Civil Rights right to the Supreme Court, which if you're doing that, that would be Clarence Thomas. But that would leave out Thurgood Marshall. Mm-hmm. 1967 to 1991. 1967 was Thurgood Marshall. So that's not even a generation. That's like 10 minutes after the civil <laughs> rights movement. Why? 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 Seriously, why? It took America really 10 minutes to bring not a whole generation. A guy who was most likely, I don't know enough about Thurgood Marshall, but most likely a part of the civil rights movement. And uh, he's there. He's on the scene. He's an attorney. He's qualified, but no way he's going to be a Supreme Court justice because he's a black man. And America says, you know, enough of this. And boom, there's a black man on the Supreme Court. Why are they making this? Like it's just happening now. Like he's taking a victory lap. I want everybody to know not only was I there, which he wasn't. Not only was I in South Africa, which he wasn't. But I also am the guy who brought it all home. We've waited a full generation. Not true. Why is this? Why? 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 Why are we putting up with this? Why? We know it's not true. Do you think that the truth has no consequence? I mean, the lies have no consequence. If you speak lies over and over and over again, what did that just do? That distorted our history, gravely distorted our history. 
everybody will say, well, he didn't go to the black church and, and he didn't even meet these guys that he's saying he met. What, what do you, I mean, he has been called on this over and over and over again. The, all of the people involved are like, nah, it's not true. That's not true. Even the church he was speaking at, pastor's like, nah, nah, nah that's true. Andy knows it. Nah, Andy's here to say, nope. I see what you're doing. You're <laughs> trying to cover for George Santos. George Santos, who uh, is uh, obviously the number one guy. He, he's been I in a leader, leadership George, position for George Santos uh, in our lives for many, many minutes. And and you're trying to cover. This is what's what I'm amazed about here. The New York Times wrote another, I don't know, three stories this weekend about George Santos, a guy who. Does anyone know who George Santos is? Okay, I thought maybe it was just no. me. I know I know the name, and I'm like, who the hell is George Santos? He is the guy who was recently elected in New York. Uh, he's just got sworn into office, and he uh, fabricated parts of his resume. And this has been nonstop coverage from the New York Times for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. They want this guy to resign. He lied about where he worked. He lied about committing a crime when he was 19 years old in Brazil. All these things. And yet this guy, Joe Biden, continues to go up in front of church after church after church and tell this completely fabricated story over and over and over again. They have fact-checked this with people who were in the church at the time. With people, Everybody who was there, no one remembers him being, being there. The guy he says was pastor wasn't even pastor when he's talk, telling this, this uh, story. All of this has gone on. He's the president. The president of the United States does this all the time. The New York Times does not care. And then they've written 78 articles about George Santos. How is this possible? How can they be so transparent about this? How can they be so transparent about all of their lies? Uh, they, they, no, nobody. See, here's the here's the thing. I was going to say nobody cares, but that's not entirely true. I think the majority of America actually cares, but they don't care about all of the politics that go with it. And they're no longer going to care about things they think no one's going to correct. No one's going to pay for it. You know, oh, Joe Biden, he uh, lied about this. And and now he's uh, now he's going to give away all of our money. And, uh, you know, it was all based on whatever. It's unconstitutional. He can't do that. Yeah, I don't I don't really care. That's what the average person says. I don't really care. Now, when indeed they actually do they just don't think it will change anything and so they they're like i'm not putting any of my time or energy in any of this that is exactly what i told you obama was trying to do to us in 2008 do you remember when the news cycle all of a sudden became breathless where it was like thing after thing after thing and you couldn't keep up with it, it hasn't stopped since 2008. Well, that's what you're feeling. They've worn you out on, look at the double standard. They've worn you out on absolutely everything. Nothing ever changes. The Republicans are part of it. 
They get into office, nothing changes. They do the same thing. It is natural for humans to go, well, why the hell do I even care? It's not going to change anything. Imagine the people in uh, Phoenix. Imagine the people in, uh, in Arizona who actually believe that it was stolen from them. Okay, two times in a row stolen from. Do you think they're going to care about voting next next time, which is the worst thing that could possibly happen? This is why I'm giving you this. The worst thing that could happen is you go, I'm not voting anymore. I don't really care. It's not going to change. They're just stealing it. If you retreat, it's over. It is officially over. If you say you see this and you're like, this guy is lying over and over again, you may not get him, you know, kicked out of office. You're not going to change the media's mind, but you have to stand as a sentinel of truth in your own life and in your own sphere of influence, because we can't let these things just become true and they will become true if no one stands to challenge them. And I'm not saying you're going to win nationally. You've got to win in your own homes. You've got to keep, you are the keeper of the flame of liberty. And right now, most of us, that flame is either out for most Americans, or there is just a few embers of coal left. You've got to blow that back into life in yourself. I'm not saying that you have to worry about every single thing in politics because I'm tired of it. I, I have resigned myself. I really believe the Lord's the only one that can work this out. Now, when I say that, I'm not like, so you handle it, God. I'm going on vacation. Oh, he's got it. He's got it. I'm just going to I'm just going to go to a movie. No. I believe the only thing that will save our nation is God almighty and it is going to happen in a biblical sized miracle in the end and he'll get credit for it but i will tell you that ain't going to happen if we all just go our own way and do nothing we have got to stand up and just say hey just want to let you all know i just want to post this from uh from joe biden on martin luther king day Happy birthday, or, uh, you know, was it? it's not officially his birthday, but happy Martin Luther King Day. Isn't this actually, no, I think this was Washington's Day or something. But anyway, um, you know, happy Martin Luther King Day. I still believe in the words of the Declaration of Independence, which Martin Luther King called America back to. This stuff from Joe Biden is a lie. I'm not saying it. CNN said it. CNN said it. Yeah, you know, they said it once, but back in just a second. All right. I want to talk to you a little bit about buying or selling your house. If you're doing that now, you need an expert. You need somebody who has clients already lined up looking for a house like yours. How do they do that? They do that online. They spend enough money to generate interest on their websites to be able to get people to look. And so they're already searching 
for homes. So when your home comes up, they already know I got buyers for it. There's so many things like that that actually put real estate agents into a different category. When you have that, um, that puts you in the situation of selling your home for the most amount of money, but also buying the home at the right price to replace that home with. Real estate agents, I trust.com. They have, I think, the best possible results because of best practices. This is a free service, my company. We vet all of these people and stay in touch with them all the time to make sure the satisfaction of the customers is high. Um, real estate agents, I trust.com. Go there now. It's a free service to you. We will we vet the people and we'll send you a recommendation. You then vet the people and do your own homework. It's real estate agents. I trust.com. 10 seconds station ID. By the way, did you see um, the Buffalo Bills quarterback and what he said? Josh Allen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, I've I mean, never. I, I, I know you didn't. You were just going to say that, but you didn't want to. Yeah, Josh Allen. You were trying That's to explain was, it to people who didn't know who Josh Allen I was. was. Saying. Mm-hmm. He did not have a good day yesterday. No? No. Wow. Winning winning a playoff game. You think we've had a great day? Yeah. But he was, no, he, he was not playing, having a good day. He was playing against. The Giants. Mm, he was. And, uh, and, and what? Now, it what did what? not work out well for, for him? Hmm. I mean, because he wanted the score to be twice as high. Wow. So he yeah. played an AFC versus NFC game in yeah. which the Giants won. It was, it was the first time the it's ever happened. Yeah. First that would be the ha- first time that it had ever happened. That's true. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah. Unless you're going you. back to the Super Thank Bowl you. You. from back in the Thank day, you. maybe yeah. that's what you were referencing. Why? Yes, exactly. Why? Right. I mean. Of anyway. course. You know what I mean. So, John, this is why you don't get into mm-hmm. it. You don't follow. It's, I'm sometimes just speaking of historic things. A lot of times, you your sports knowledge goes right over my head. Anyway. Uh, uh, Josh Allen, we all know the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, said, uh, God is real. He said, and, and I want to get into this a little bit. He said, you know, spiritual higher power. I'm not going to judge. I, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. But after what happened, God is real. And he's been called back to God and to prayer. It's an amazing statement, and I'll explain why next. The Glenn Beck Program. So if you like getting some of the best sleep of your life and who doesn't, you really need to check out the Giza Dream Sheets from my pillow. They are these are what I sleep on every single night. Uh, I love them, even though I had dinner with, oh, man, I had a dinner with a friend of mine whose wife is all about linen. You have to sleep on linen. Linen, it's so comfortable. And I'm like, no, I can't believe I have this conversation with this woman all the time. But she'll be like, you're sleeping on the wrong sheets. You need linen. She's like, you just wear, you have to wash them a lot. And I'm like, you know what? You can take the Giza Dream Sheets out of the package, out of the box and sleep on them. And they're comfortable. How environmentally friendly are you? Got to wash them about a hundred times before they become soft. Oh my gosh. Anyway, if you would like the best sheets, Giza cotton, it's durable. It's soft out of the box. 
10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. You go to MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials and check out the sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. Or you can call them at 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. It's MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. And it's BlazeTV.com. The promo code is Glenn. If you go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn, use that promo code and save yourself 10 bucks. On the uh, quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. Good job. Um, who, of course, was responding to what happened to his teammate. DeMar Hamlin. Almost said Lamar Alexander, but yes, DeMar <laughs> Hamlin mm-hmm. is right. I wanted to see if you were paying attention. Anyway. This, uh, you hmm? almost said the senator. <laughs> hmm? Forget it. So... Uh, so he's he's responding to all of that, and uh, mm-hmm. he says over the weekend, you know, I haven't been the most, uh, you know, uh, devoted guy, and and but uh, watching it, watching what happened on the field has moved me deeply, sure. uh, and um, you know, spirituality, higher power, and you know, you don't believe in that. I'm not going to judge. I don't want to offend. Well, what? Who you know when you can witness something like this, and and you have to be. I am so offended by what he said. Shut up! Shut up! Stop trying to couch everything. I mean, we get it. We get it. And you you know you can couch it like, hey, I'm not trying to preach to you, but man, this has affected me deeply. I am, I mean, I'm, I'm going back to praying and everything else. Well, I'm not. That's poppycock. Okay, cool. Move on with your life. There's a real problem in America when everybody, when Christians are all apologizing all the time for everything. There's a real problem in the country. And it's, it comes from this wokeness bullcrap. You... You don't have to apologize to say, nope, dude over there, definitely a woman. You don't have to apologize. That one you should explain. Wait a minute. What? That one you should explain. Especially if you're saying that to my third grader in class as a fact. I don't know. Now maybe we should have that conversation. All of this stuff is weakening us. And as I was saying last half hour, when people say, I don't care, I just don't care anymore. What you're saying is I've given up because I know nothing's going to change. Well, first of all, that's not true. A lot has changed. A lot has changed. Just just look at the Great Reset. They're going into the, you know, World Economic Forum. They're going in and they are changing all kinds of stuff this year because really, honestly, of you, you think you don't have an impact. A year ago, last week, we published the book, The Great Reset. Nobody was talking about ESGs. Nobody even knew what it was. Nobody was talking about The Great Reset. Nobody even knew what it was. And if anybody was talking about, they were saying it was a conspiracy theory. 
Well, now, guess what the World Economic Forum is doing? They're changing their language again. They're in retreat because people know you made a difference. So don't give up on things because things are changing. I understand giving up on things like, yeah, well, they're going to pay a heavy price because there's going to be a hearing on that. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But on things like our schools, what's happened in the last year? Look what's happened in the last year in our schools. A lot has changed. Let me ask you this. Have you, would you have heard this a year ago? Now, this is at the Oxford Union. (laughs) And this happened during a debate at the Oxford Union. Remember, universities all woke. Listen to this statement. It's gone viral over the last weekend. Listen to this. Now, I want to talk to those of you who are woke and who are open to rational argument. A small minority, I accept. (laughs) Because one of the tenets of wokeness is, of course, that your feelings matter more than the truth. But I believe in you. I believe there are those of you here who are woke, who are open to rational argument. So let me make one. We are told that your generation cares more than any other about one issue in particular, and that issue is climate change. We're told that many of you suffer from climate anxiety. You wish to save the planet. And for tonight, and tonight only, I will join you. I will join you in worshipping at the feet of St. Greta of climate change. Let us all accept right here, right now, that we are living through a climate emergency and our stocks of polar bears are running extremely low. I join you in this view. I truly do. Now, what are we to do about this huge problem facing humanity? What can we in Britain do? We can only do one thing. You know why? This country is responsible for 2% of global carbon emissions, which means that if Britain was to sink into the sea right now, it would make absolutely no difference to the issue of climate change. You know why? Because the future of the climate is going to be decided in Asia and in Latin America by poor people who couldn't give a about saving the planet. You know why? Because they're poor. Because they're poor. I come from Russia, which is not a poor country. It's a middle-income country. 20% of households in Russia do not have an indoor toilet. What they have is an outdoor toilet. And I don't mean one of those nice portaloos that we get here. I don't even mean a Glastonbury portaloo. I mean a wooden shack with a hole in the ground that holds a collected fermented memory of the last 10,000 visits. How many of you are going to go home tonight and say, let's rip out our bathroom and erect a Siberian house in the back garden? And if you're not, why should they? 120 million people in China do not have enough food. I don't mean that they don't get dessert. I mean they suffer from malnutrition. That means that their immune system is breaking down because they don't have enough food. You're not going to get them to stay poor. Imagine you're Xi Jinping, the leader of China. When you were 10 years old, there was a revolution, a cultural revolution in your country. And people came and they... Put your father in prison. Your mother had to denounce him. Your sister killed herself. 
and you, no longer enjoying the protection of your formerly powerful father, were sent to a village where you lived in a cave house. And here you are, decades later, you have clawed your way up the bloody and greasy pole of Chinese politics to be the undisputed supreme leader of the very Communist Party that destroyed your family. And you know that the main thing you have to do to survive and to stay in power is to deliver the one thing that the people of China want, prosperity, economic growth. Where do you think climate change ranks on Xi Jinping's list of priorities? A third of all children who live in extreme poverty in the world live in India. That means they are starving and dying of preventable disease. Now, about 15 months ago, my wife got pregnant. Not me, because we're old school. <laughs> and for nine months, we talked about what our boy would look like. What he might do when he grows up. We looked at baby scans and videos on YouTube about what the fetus looks like at nine months and 12 months and 20 months. And eventually he was born. And he is this cute little bundle of joy. He's cuter than about 80% of puppies. Right. Now, if you said to me that I had a choice, either my son had a serious risk of starving or dying from a preventable disease in the next year, or I could press a button and he would live. He would go to school. He would bring his first girlfriend home. He'd go to university and graduate and become a woke idiot. <laughs> and then he'd get a job and get married and have children and become a man but all I have to do is press this button and for every day of my son's life a giant plume of CO2 is going to re get released into the atmosphere now you're all very young and most of you are not parents let me tell you something there is not a parent in the world who would not smash that button so hard their hand bled. You are not going to get these people to stay poor. You're not even going to get them to not want to be richer. And so, I put it to you, ladies and gentlemen, there is only one thing we can do in this country to stop climate change, and that is to make scientific and technological breakthroughs that will create the clean energy that is not only clean, but also cheap. And the only thing that wokeness has to offer in exchange is to brainwash bright young minds like you to believe that you are victims, to believe that you have no agency, to believe that what you must do to improve the world is to complain, is to protest, is to throw soup on paintings. And we on this side of the house are not on this side of the house because we do not wish to improve the world. We sit on this side of the house because we know that the way to improve the world is to work, is to create, it is to build. And the problem with woke culture is that it's trained too many young minds like yours to forget about that. Thank you very much. If that is not clear and understandable... Wokeness does nothing to change the world. All right, Jenny Cell has some pretty exciting news for you to bring in the new year. They are introducing their latest skincare innovation, the Microbiome Moisturizer. 
It's the power of probiotics, and that means, of course, it helps target skin redness, pesky wrinkles and fine lines, patchy blotches, and other visible signs of premature aging. And yeah, it's the same, I, the probiotics that you find in things like yogurt. I mean, I guess you could go and you know, smash some Yoplait into your face if you wanted to, but I, I wouldn't recommend that. Instead, go with GenuCell. These, uh, these are probiotic extracts. They target bad bacteria, restore balance to your skin's protective barrier, creating a shield around your skin from all visible signs of aging. And now every GenuCell's uh, most popular package includes the new probiotic moisturizer as a gift with each order. GenuCell's most popular package is 70% off and includes products you'll need for all of your skincare uh, wants and desires, including those under eye bags and puffiness. You can treat yourself to the best skincare in the world and you'll get it for you know a huge savings up to 70% off. Go to jennycell.com slash Beck. Get your probiotic moisturizer today. Enter the code Beck at checkout. Get an extra 10% off your entire purchase. Go to jennycell.com slash Beck. jennycell.com slash Beck. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. So there was a, a Republican state senator in Texas that has just filed uh, Senate Bill 147, uh, and um, the um, the governor of Texas said he would sign it. Uh, it uh, bans. Let me see if I have this: China, Iran, North Korea, and Russia, or company or other entity that is headquartered in these countries from directly or indirectly holding or controlling um, any kind of uh, stock or ownership interest, which is held or controlled by individuals who are citizens of these countries, citizens of these uh, countries among stipulations, blah, 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 blah. Basically, it, you can't own anything in Texas. Can't so, own any land, can't own anything. So does this answer your question? Last week you were wondering, where's Texas on this? Yes, this, it's good news. You're good. You're excited about I'm this. I'm excited about this. I think it's good. I, we didn't ban um, Venezuela, uh, which is North Korea, Iran, uh, China, Russia. Venezuela would have been nice. Cuba would have been nice. But, then you know, that's fine. That's fine. It's a, it's, it's a step in the right direction. And it hasn't gone through yet, but it's in no. the process. Right. In process. And, uh, and that's good. We, we have got to stop these foreign companies uh, and foreign countries from just devouring us from the inside. They're just buying up our land. Then, then what? Then what? And, and why are they buying up all of our far- farmland? Stop it. Mm. So that's good news. This is one of the things that we, we talked about this a little bit because both the governors of Texas and governor of Florida obviously are at least talked about. I mean, DeSantis has really talked about us in this world. Abbott maybe on the outside a little bit. Um, but, there's a new story out from, I think it's Axios today, talking about the, the field as it's starting to develop. And none of these Republican candidates know what to do because they don't, until they know for sure about DeSantis, they're not sure whether mm-hmm. they want to jump in to be the alternative to potentially Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're saying um, right now you have, uh, it looks like Nikki Haley is making the first initial moves mm-hmm. into uh, going She's and, and announcing a campaign. Um, Pompeo's gonna Pompeo run. is has a book coming out later this month, mm-hmm. which is usually a, a heavy indicator that you're mm-hmm. you're going to run. 
but it's interesting because you get in. I mean, Pompeo and Haley both obviously served under President Trump in Correct. his administration. You know, Pompeo, you know, Haley, they, I don't know that they have a, uh, a necessarily outwardly antagonistic, uh, maybe a little bit at this point between Trump and Haley. They're going to, they, Pompeo, they will. Pompeo has had a good relationship as far yeah. as I know. It's interesting that he would be one of the first people to be running potentially against his old boss. Right. And, you know, I, I think you're also seeing these governors sort of position themselves because you can't, I mean, if you're, if you're DeSantis, you just won re-election. You're not going to jump in immediately. You're going to have to wait a little while, I think, before he's going to announce this. I don't think you'd see it before summer, right? I, I, Probably I, not. He is running. I think he's no, 100% no running. doubt in my mind he is running, mm-hmm. 100%. He's right. the one that makes a lot of sense. Like some of these, sec- Mike Pompeo, to me, to, no, no offense to the guy, doesn't make any sense. I mean, you know, like, uh, you know, it's not that he's... I, Right. I don't think he'd be a bad president, but that being said, you know, if people want Mike Pompeo, they're going to vote for Donald Trump. Right. <laughs> I think that's what you're going to see. Now, there's a lot of elevating your profile that goes on when you run for president. A lot and of people, people like that. run for vice president. And, and you're going to see mm-hmm. a lot of people run for vice president. They're not really running for president of the United States. They want to be the vice president. And that's what some of this positioning is all about. But if you're going to go head-to-head with Donald Trump, I think you're going to lose if you're Pompeo or uh, Nikki Haley. You're going to lose your friendship because he's going to come at you with both barrels. Both barrels. And uh, that doesn't usually work out real well. The Glenn Beck Program.